Hello, this is Minute 71 of As If, the podcast about Clueless, where we talk about Clueless minute by minute. I am the improbably named Park Parkinson, your host. With me today is Jackie Parkinson. Hi! Full disclosure, I guess, if that's necessary. <laughs> Jackie is my wife. Um, there aren't that many Parkinsons around. <laughs> no, I, there are Parkinsons. There are more of. We're more special. <laughs> um, Diana McMullen uh, is not with us today. She passed out. <laughs> So <laughs> it really sounds like you're going to say she passed away, and that is not the right tone of voice for that. <laughs> Rest in peace, in her bed, in her bed. Yes, just this episode is dedicated to her memory. <laughs> so uh, today's minute, uh, minute seventy-one, starts with Cher uh, keeps trying to get Ty's attention, um, and that's basically the minute. Actually, it ends with her failure to do that. Uh, on, on, right in the kind of mid dialogue is where our minute ends, where she's having another voiceover, like at the mall, where she's thinking about how Ty has gotten too popular. Uh, but that's our minute. This, this is sort of a minute of share shares futile attempt to get Ty's attention and worm her way, you know, deeper into the popular table. I guess. Did you have, what are some specific things that you, you liked or noticed about this, this minute, Jackie? We're certainly in the part of the movie here where Cher is just failing and failing and failing. Yes. This is her, like her crisis minutes. Yeah. Um, but honestly, the thing that stood out to me most in this minute are the two little pink flowers in Dion's hair. Could not (laughs) stop looking at those. I could so easily imagine slash remember going to Claire's and buying those, except of course Dion's probably cost $45 or some, I was some say, larger I think, amount. I don't think either of us could have, not that I would have had worn the flowers <laughs> in my hair, but I don't think either one of us came people who were going to afford wherever it is that Dion and Amber and Cher do their shopping. Yeah. So I was just hypnotized by those familiar, yet I'm sure very expensive hair flowers. Really took me back to seeing this the first time. <laughs> When, when those would have yeah, seemed like a probable thing to wear in your hair. I think fashion has been, and this, this scene, we talked a little about this before, this scene really shows it off. I mm-hmm. think fashion has been, you know, a, a running discussion through, it has to be, a running discussion through all of the minutes because it's... Oh, it... It is 90s, but it's 90s, 90s augmented, 90s on steroids. Extreme 90s! Yeah, yeah. Dion somewhat, Cher somewhat, but Amber especially. But I think we talked a, a, a little while ago about um, uh, the the golden chalice for the water bottle in a previous minute, which I think we were we were assuming for some reason I don't know why was belonged to the dude who was like all the way because they're like dude bookends at this table belonged to all the way to the dude at the, at the far left. Um, stage left of of uh of the table but but that's got to be amber's i'm sure amber is the one who is um has got her like golden satchel chalice for her water bottle yeah i mean i think that was very unprejudiced of us to immediately assume it belonged to the dude because you know why shouldn't dudes have golden satchel chalice water bottles with party right, beans, yeah. beads on them but yeah it's probably amber's this is obviously this these few minutes are about shares um, downward spiral, which is really going to come to head in the next minute. I don't, I don't want to spoil things, but but this minute is, you know, 
she's realizing that for some reason she's not the most popular girl at this table. And it's not even Amber, it's it's her protege. She's having her like Henry Higgins freak out. And it's also uh though when we see one of her reasons that she's unhappy about what's going on is not just about her, but it's Ty is mean in this minute. Mm-hmm. Um, Travis wanders over and is it, is it a grape he's got in his mouth? He like spits something out and then catches it. I didn't catch that. I actually thought he was just spitting into the air. Um, although I don't know why he'd do that. He spits something and then he like like gets under it and opens his mouth and it falls back into his mouth and all the girls go like ew that's so great he was he he was like showing he was there to show ty like like this is my party piece this is like mm-hmm. this is what i do to impress you know friends and company and uh everybody goes so i think the guy on the way to the left kind of thought it was cool but everyone <laughs> goes ew and ty goes ew and like i think you're just writing a fanfic about the guy on the left at this point <laughs> I'm just saying, he doesn't quite fit in. He's got this golden chalice, <laughs> and he thinks the grapes fitting is kind of cool. Uh-huh. I'm working on a backstory here. <laughs> and he wants to be a mixed martial arts fighter. Oh, he's there. <laughs> he's there. every. He practices for hours every day. Now, so that, like, after he, after Travis does the spitting, and then um, everyone goes, uh, ew, Ty, like, shoves him off, um... He wants to sit down next to her, and she's like, uh, don't the slackers go to sit, you know? Yeah, and that grassy knoll. Yeah, look at that grassy knoll over there. Yeah, and, and, oh, he's, he's crushed. Yeah, poor little Spicoli. Yeah, he looks so sad. Yeah, I should thought... He is kind of a Spicoli. Oh, yeah. Um, that is really interesting, seeing the contrast, because Ty still doesn't look like the other popular girls. She's still, you know, her hair's a little bit wild, she's still got the a lot of eyebrow happening. She's not as done as the others. So it seems extra unfair, both to Cher and to um, Spicoli, you know, that her role is changing when they don't have that word signifiers yet. You know, Cher's, Cher's going, how can Ty be, be cooler than me when none of the markers that I understand as cool are visible on her? Oh, yeah. This, these are all the th- Well, I don't know. I feel like she's, at this point, she's given Ty all the markers that she thinks are the most important. And the hair thing is like, they. I will say, they all have different, you know, Dee's got braids. Amber has like her kind of manicured curls. There's a girl in the back with a super bob just pulling off a total Cleopatra look and, and it's pretty killer. And then, you know, I mean, uh, Cher has a pretty sort of stereotypical thing, but our two dudes who are flanking, one's got the earrings with like kind of an undercut, I think. And the one has very, just like sort of regular Zach Morrissey preppy hair, not as even as cool as Zach Morrissey's <laughs> like standard preppy hair. So there's like, there's some, they, they, they tried to give Ty like a little bit of, leave her a little bit of her identity while, Making her look popular, I guess. Yeah, I might be overreaching with that, and it's been a while since I saw the earlier bits of the movie, so I might be misremembering how much she's changed. It's, it did seem to be mainly clothes, and then they she had Kool-Aid in her hair, which they made her wash out. Shaw. But yeah, there, I will say, at least for Cher, there was, there was sort of mixed concern. Not only was she sort of freaked out, but she did seem kind of sad for Travis. Um, which maybe the first time she's, able to, she's been able to actually feel any empathy for the slackers. Yeah. Like, she's never been on the outside before. Yes, yeah, it's certainly a helpful experience for her, ultimately. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, I mean, this, this is, like I said, a helpful experience. This is, this is where she also begins to, you know, I wouldn't say grow a conscience, but but seems to be more empathetic and more 
genuinely interested in others. I think this is the first time I've seen her have that reaction off the bat, as opposed to decide to care for somebody and then care for somebody. Right. Decide um, to care for somebody because she likes the way she likes to feel like someone who will care for that person. You know, she cares for D, but this feeling uh, sad that Travis is sad is the first time I've seen her care for somebody who is not like herself. I mean, she sort of, she helped out the teachers in the beginning, but you know, that was, that was for kicks. She's not getting anything out of, out of feeling sorry for Travis right now. She's not, she's not being active. She's literally just sitting there and feeling. Yeah. Feelings are happening to her. She's not pursuing yeah. feelings like she did when she was setting up the teachers. Yeah. their ta- feelings are taking hold of her. Yeah. And at the same time, of course, her own jealousy is totally, totally mixed in. I think one of the things that's kind of cool about, um, the portrayal of sex in the movie, I mean, besides the fact that we've got a, a gay character who's not judged um, for being gay, uh, which is nice. Uh, we also have, you know, people who are sexually active who aren't judged just for being sexually active. You know, that Cher isn't, isn't judging D for, um, for having sex with her boyfriend, Murray, I think. And I mean, could you judge anybody for having sex with Turk? He's adorable. Um, that grill. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I mean, he, He's a, he's a good guy, and they seem to have a good relationship. I like they do. I like D and Murray both. Um, he's a little annoying sometimes, but he's not a bad guy. But then it has become sex positive to the point that that actually boosts Ty's cachet because, as Cher says, Dion is asking Ty for sex advice. Well, sex is one of those things in the movie and in real life that is cool when cool people do it and gross when not cool people do it. Yeah, I think that is the um, truth that a lot of us didn't learn until college. That uh, <laughs> being branded either a prude or a slut had everything to do with how much popularity you had at least as much, if not more than, you know, whether you were engaging in sex or not yeah what you what you actually did really mattered a lot less than who you were not that uh, of course uh, not that i faced uh the prude or slut labels um really uh i mean that's not that's not the guy's struggle <laughs> the guy is uh is or at least in, in the 90s when i was in high school it was it was are you are you queer that was the ah. that was the suspicion that would be that would be put upon you and the only way to get out of that was to have sex and to do it with someone who would at least not contradict you if you said you had sex with her um, <laughs> uh, that, and that that was pretty much the only way uh, see I wasn't even on the continuum I was I was a not applicable in high school there seems to be some freedom in that oh there was um and yeah everybody was nice to me I'm I mean, largely because they needed me for things like to accompany them for the talent show or help them with their English (laughs) paper or whatever. But, you know, it worked out. It's not that sex that I would have had in high school would have been so awesome, I'm guessing. No. (laughs) Clueless. What's your memory of seeing Clueless? It must have been just after it came out on video because I didn't see it in the theater. I think that I saw it when I was visiting my sister at college. Which I wish I remembered more about, because I remember liking the movie, but also from what I know of my sister, she would hate it. She would despise all of the characters in the movie, and I don't remember <laughs> her hating it. I should so ask I, her. I, I think I saw this, like, my freshman or maybe sophomore year in college, and, and I, I enjoyed it, even though even though I would have hated those people. Yeah. See what she thinks about it. Yeah, um, but yeah, I remember liking it. I remember, of course, thinking that Paul Rudd was dreamy, and that the... 
the whole business of falling in love with one stepbrother was As okay and fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think I think most of America, you know, was, this, 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 this began America's long crush and boy crush on Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd, who I'm not saying he hasn't aged since then, but he seems to age what one year in ten, one year in yeah, five. whatever's the opposite of dog years, I, like um, yeah, like redwood uh, years or like um, sea, tor- sea turtle years. Paul Rudd has that. Yeah, in in Robin McKinley's um, Beauty and the Beast version the the beast ages about one year and ten while he's enchanted so he's enchanted for 200 years he comes out of it 20 years older i think that might be about it okay when you said that my first thought was wait is he gonna was he gonna come out when he's like 15 that's not cool <laughs> but um okay it's a very long time i see yes uh yeah yeah well then it makes you wonder what paul Rudd's gonna turn back into or is it that he's only when we see him is paul rudd awake and then just, like, in the limo and in the hotel room and at home, he's just in some sort of stasis chain. Whenever he's not in public, he's frozen in time. They pull the circuit, and it avoids where he just sort of, he powers down for a little I, bit. Oh, so he's an android, is your is your hypothesis. Yeah. Um, data variety. Okay, same, same aging program as Brent Spiner. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, that's my guess, anyway. I'm, I'm willing to believe that. And also, it gives me the added bonus of believing that Paul Rudd will be there for generations to come. That is which, reassuring, isn't it? It's comforting. It's kind of nice. Yeah. It's kind of nice. Yeah. I I feel like having spent the past, I, I was going to ask also, who's your favorite character? But I think I know now. It's Paul Rudd? Yeah. It's Paul Rudd. <laughs> it's Paul Rudd. And it's not, not, <laughs> not even Paul Rudd's character. And we, we, I don't remember the name of, of Paul Rudd's character. <laughs> it's Josh. But I think we all sort of hope and feel like Josh is just Paul Rudd. Oh, yeah. Well, that and, I mean, Josh. Everybody is named Josh. That doesn't tell you anything about a person. <laughs> it's not the most distinctive name. Yeah, I mean, there must have been 50 to 75 Joshes in my high school. It's a name that our generation, um, uh, which is the same as these characters, yeah, is, the, were born in 80 and 81. Yeah, it definitely. Uh, the Josh generation. Yeah. Yeah, there are plenty of Joshes. Gen, Gen Josh. Um, so yeah, Paul, and Amber's for that matter. Yeah. So yeah, Paul Rudd is certainly my favorite. He's he's so boyish. Um, but I did like the movie a lot the first time I saw it. The all the clothes were fun. It's always fun. It's still fun to see someone who's not cool getting a makeover. You know, um, even if it turns out. Eventually, the makeover is not good for their soul, as often happens. Um, well, this is the difference that we're getting a little bit off our minute, but this is the difference I mean between between male and female viewers. Is I can totally imagine watching this as a girl and being and thinking, ah, oh, I wish that like um, like two popular girls would give me a makeover and teach me the ins and outs to like their world. Whereas I think, not that this couldn't be a thing that girls would be afraid of but if i imagine two popular guys like spending time with me alone it's they're they're um coming out of the bushes on my way home from school and they're gonna pound me like i'm gonna get a beating in that in that scenario yeah yeah the male scenario i imagine there involves it ends with a swirly possibly whereas the female yeah. scenario it, it could end with looking good and getting 
acclaim among your peers. It could also end with having the popular girls paint you up and teach you how to dress and how to do makeup and teach you everything wrong so that you look like a clown. Or, yeah, or, like, leave you on a street corner. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just think when you said, when you said, yeah, it would enter in a swirly, I was thinking, like, yeah, and they're going to call that a makeover, but it's not really a makeover. <laughs> Make-brover. Oh. <laughs> Sex Underwater. Anybody tried this? <laughs> well, ep- everyone should go to Aquafan uh, to find the answer to that question, and I think it's still... It's still open undid. I I will say, uh, and I think my my beloved will join me in this. Um, don't listen to Ty on this. Uh, I I think she's um, okay with the idea, and and uh, that's not okay. She's sort of like, uh huh, yeah, I know that it doesn't it doesn't say this, but it's a very bad idea. She's lying. Um, also, I, if she had done it, her response would have been, uh huh, and don't. Yeah, it's not a good idea. You're going to get things inside of, of things, <laughs> and it washes away natural lubricant. I just uh, don't don't have sex underwater. Go to the beach and then get a towel away from the water, or, you know, don't do it in the pool. It's, it's chlorine. It's a bad idea. This has been Sex Tips <laughs> with Parkinson's. <laughs> Let's let's not do any more of those. That's <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I can think of that I that I, I have to add to um, any of the minutes that we have, thankfully. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Taya's totally lying also. She's not had yeah, sex I, in water. I, I don't I don't believe her. I, I think she's probably is not quite as um as, as experienced as she portrays herself, uh just because, you know, she's she's just figured out that like, oh, having Having had sexual experience apparently is one of the ways, along with, I, I guess her like her her NDE her her near death experience that she can parlay into popularity, um, and she's gonna you know, gonna gonna ride that. Yeah, although she's smart enough to know that um, the best way to get sexual history is to have sexual history. It's like um, a credit rating. Got it. You got to spend money to make money. Is it not apt addition to that? Yeah, <laughs> a stitch in time does save nine. <laughs> but it has to do with money, which is a thing that you mentioned, and <laughs> people say it. This is a ch- time we, we plug anything, but uh, I think we're both fairly internet non-entities and don't have anything to plug. Is there anything you wanted to plug for anybody else? Um, you don't have to? No. Nope, I'm on Twitter. I don't actually remember what my Twitter handle is, and I mostly use it for when I happen to be awake at 4 a.m. freaking out about things, so don't follow me on Twitter. <laughs> I will, because Diana is, is not here, I will I will plug uh, her podcast, which you should all listen to. Um, radio podcast, radio-podcast.net. Check it out. And that's it. We'll say goodbye. Uh, Jackie, thanks for being with me. Thanks for having me. Join us tomorrow for Minute 72. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening.
listening to this episode of As If, the podcast all about Clueless. Produced and edited by Darren Huston. Executive produced and hosted by Park Parkinson, with my guests, Diana McMullen and Jackie Parkinson. Follow us on Facebook at As If the Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at As If underscore podcast. And follow us on Instagram, As If Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Chat Engine, or the podcasting app of your choice. Please write and review if you enjoy. Clueless is owned by Paramount Pictures. No infringement is intended. Thank you.